Have you been enjoying the adventures of our characters in Rumble Squad and Serviceable Plots? Or getting into the nitty-gritty rules for 5th edition? Support us on Patreon. By contributing as little as $1 a month, you'll get to hear exclusive content and updates before anyone else. Our higher-level patrons get access to DMs notes, outtakes from our episodes, and even a chance to add an item or NPC to a D&D Raw episode. Yes, you can hear our silly, out-of-character shenanigans, and even cause some of your own by influencing the story. Our producer-tier patrons listen to our audio before anyone else to give feedback and shape the final episode. We want to give a special thanks to our producer-tier patrons, Matt Fry and Johnny Torres, for serving as producers on this episode. We also want to thank our adventure-tier and above patrons for their support this month. So thank you, Feral Joe, Mosiru, Grimfuse, Jeremy Kleinhans, and a Linux fan. To join this list of outstanding people, go to patreon.com slash dndraw. By joining our patrons, you enable us to dedicate more time to creating episodes. And if you're not able to support DND Raw on Patreon, we would love it if you leave us a review on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts. Thank you. Next week will be Serviceable Plots, Episode 30. Join us now for Serviceable Plots, Episode 29. Scriv in a Nutshell. Hey, this is Tony, and I'm the Dungeon Master for D&D Raw, and with me today are the following players. Hi, I'm Bethany, and I'll be playing Belinda Walsingham, the Half-Elf Awakened Mystic. Hi, this is Adam, and I will be playing Akiva Khonshu, the Shadar Kai Hexblade Warlock. Hi, I'm Mike, and I'm playing Scribner Shannon Whitecliffe, the Human Rogue Fighter. Last time, after Valen's ceremony took an unexpected twist with a vision quest for the ASMR, the party gathered to discuss what would happen next as the group parted ways. After buying a few supplies for the journey ahead, Belinda and Scriv mailed off the party's letters to several friends and contacts, while Akiva spoke with Nermoa about crafting a sending scroll for him to use. Eventually, the party regrouped and traveled to meet with Orle again who told Scriv of her involvement with the Shadow Wolves and her hope to make serious change in Orenthal. Scriv decided not to help Orle right now, but meanwhile, Belinda ransacked the halfling's mind and learned that Orle might be involved in something much worse than the Shadow Wolves. So, you guys are uh, heading through the low hills and beginning to make your way towards the southwestern gate that leaves Orenthal. Yeah. Once we catch up with Scriv... Thanks. I appreciate you guys... uh... Let me see Orle one last time before we leave. Yeah. Are you okay, Scriv? You look a little crestfallen. She asked for help, but what she was asking for was a bit too much for me to actually help with. Can I ask what it was? She thinks that the Shadow Wolves will be able to help out the people here in the Low Hills. and Getting access to noble houses will help convince them. I think she wants to put up a set of I guess, art pieces to call them out, get access to restricted areas, but... Is that why you asked us that question? Yeah. And I think you're right. We have to trust in the system and hope that it works out. Well, not only that, I... My own personal experience, good intentions, yes, are great, but I think it takes more than that to actually change a system. I mean, look what happened with my my whole clan. I was kicked out for saving them. I like her art, but I don't know if that is enough to change all of this. Especially in Orenthal. It's a big ask. And she, you know, she's young. She's got a lot of time ahead of her. There's a lot she can do. Well, it's not just that. It goes back to what you were saying, Belinda. When you're in Orenthal, somebody is moving somebody else. And, I mean, I know that we're working with the Royal Cleric and whoever else is giving us our missions. I don't know anything else about the Shadow Wolves besides the fact that Orle is the one who's vouching for them. I mean, I know about their reputation historically. Right. Yeah. I don't know if someone put her up to it or if they're just asking any of the entry-level Shadow Wolves for information, hoping that maybe somebody strikes it lucky. It's not a risk that I can take. I mean, there's a good chance she could be manipulated. She seems to be energetic, enthusiastic, trusting person and... It's not seems. That is how she is. I'll take your word for it. It's just, I don't know, it hurts to not be able to help someone because you choose not to help them, not because of any sort of lack of power. 
you know, sometimes supporting someone is allowing them to make their own decisions, but also not agreeing on everything. So we'll see what happens. Yeah, did you get any um, information on that, that tiefling woman she was talking to? Demise is the name of that tiefling, who is apparently uh, an intermediary between her and her boss. Her sister is missing or something like that. I didn't get much detail and it didn't really matter to me. I just wanted to make sure. I I thought maybe she was the patron, but no. Oh, she's not the patron. No, she's not. So just to clarify, there's a purple tiefling woman who's missing her sister, who would also be a purple tiefling woman who recently is out of contact with her sister? No, you don't think... I don't believe in coincidences. I'm not saying that's the case. I'm just saying... All the way out in Veripol? She was sent to Veripol. And she seemed to be part of a large organization at the very least. So you're thinking that this is a literal sister and not like a sister in a shared organization type of thing. I'm just saying that was my first thought. It was more of a gut instinct thing. I don't know that it's right. But uh, do you recall when we were talking about the paperwork that Faithfulness had? Yeah, it was really convincing. Yeah, and I said, it seemed like the sort of thing that would come from Orenthal. I am just saying, it does seem not impossible that there could be some sort of connection here. I'm generally looking for connections, uh, and I could be wrong. Crazier things have happened. So, did Orle ask you to try to help find this woman's sister? No. Every time I tried to get more information, she deflected. Is that like her? No, it's not. Perhaps she's bound by some sort of confidentiality or she just didn't want me getting involved with the shadow wolves could be but yet you said she asked for your help pretty directly right after that she was asking for information that would be something that i could give without being directly connected you can protect a source but if i'm going directly to find this person and i'm the one asking around they'll link it back to me yes that's 100 percent true i don't want to prevent you from making your own decisions i just want to raise concerns and also just highlight the fact that Someone has identified a missing tiefling woman, and we have made a tiefling woman go missing. And the timeline, did she say how recently this was? Within the last two weeks. It fits a lot of stuff. So my question is, what what do you think that would mean? It means that chances are we're going to meet her. I've been trying not to get you guys too involved with what's going on with Faithfulness. I will say that she is alive, and I've been trying to maintain the fiction that she's alive. I might have paid some coin to make that happen, but I didn't do that with the knowledge that she might have a sister, if this all is related. This all just could be a terrible coincidence, but... It's probably not. That makes me very worried for Orlay. Well, just like you're saying that I have to make my own decisions, Orlay's gonna make hers. But it does mean she could be unknowingly working for the Whispered Ones, which is a completely different situation than working for the Shadow Wolves. They have a code. It's not what I agree with. But they have expectations, they have standards. Uh, The Whispered Ones are a completely unknown quantity beyond the fact that they're known for just, you know, wasting human life in the pursuit of their goals. I don't know what you want to do. This is all conjecture, but we have no evidence. Orlais not going to believe me just on my word, especially if this is something that she wants, and it is. We need to get something to show her. And then we'll know, because we're trying to figure out what the heck is going on with the Whispered Ones. This might help us, too. How widespread are they? Because they're showing up here, they're showing up in Veripol. Do you think they're the ones responsible for the missing books? I don't know. They were supposed to be gone. This was supposed to be a problem that was dealt with years and years and years ago. This was not something I thought we would be dealing with. We can talk to your contact in Kakos, right? Yeah, I think going to Kakos should be helpful. And at least we can present what we have found out, even if it is a coincidence. Maybe we can have help ruling it out. Maybe it's all just... A crazy, random happenstance and means nothing. And then you'll have some reassurance that Orlais making decisions that you don't necessarily agree with, but that aren't going to lead to her harm, as opposed to worrying that she's part of something that could end really badly. Does this change our priority? We're going down south to get information on the Artificer? I mean, the informant will be disappointed, but if we're trying to pursue the Whispered Ones, then that bumps up going to Kakos, doesn't it? Well, how about this? I'll try to get some information on this Demise character, because then we could quickly- maybe we could just find out this whole sister thing, and maybe we can outsource this. What if we bring this to Kenathar? Didn't we make him mad already? I don't think that matters. Sorry. I guess emotions are important and valid and whatnot. 
after all the trouble that we went through with the royal clerk, which, by the way, uh, him showing up at Valen's ceremony, was that a big deal? Yes. Okay. How about this? I think Canathar is responsible for making sure we are doing our part to help Darwin to succeed in this major, high-stakes, civilization-level encounter. This is an obstacle right now that we are considering placing at a higher priority. Why don't we go to Canathar and say, help us by letting us focus on the high-priority things we have been given? Okay. We're only going to be gone for a few days. We give Canathar this to investigate. I don't think it'll be difficult for him to at least find out a little more about this woman and her sister. If we have enough information to know that we, we are responsible, then when we get back to Orenthal, we deal with that. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, I think that would be pretty good to have somebody else taking a look at this while we're dealing with other things. Yeah, because, you know, we don't want to lose focus on the uh, the big picture. You know, I know there's a lot going on. And, and I want to make sure, you know, Scrip, you're able to, to do right by your friend without forcing her to make better decisions. So, out of character, Tony, do we know how to find Kenathar? You know he regularly performs at the Hypnotic Night Tavern. Okay. So we are on our way to town that we're like, you know what, change of plans, we're going to go pop by there. It's going to take you about an hour to get over there. So by the time you get there, it's it's mid to late afternoon. It's just as busy as always. You see, Kenathar is up on stage again. Give him a salute. As he finishes the piece, he does a quick wink towards you. Yeah, I'll look over at Scriv. See, he's fine with us. So he finishes playing the lute and does a, a bow as several coins are tossed on stage. As he bows, you see him deftly collect them in one swift motion, continues to bow. So, thank you, thank you. Please, I will return in but a moment's time. Please enjoy, pay our good patron here at the Hypnotic Night. Buy drinks, buy food, just buy something. Thank you. He starts to move towards an empty table. Oh, we will join him since he gave us a wink. I'm grabbing ale because I have been through too much talking and not enough alcohol. The ale's too copper, by the way. Well, I'm getting one for Canathar too. So you go, you sense, please, my friends, it's so good to see you again. How are things going along? Busy. Very busy. I assume so. You tend to be a very busy bunch. I thought you would have left the city by now. We, uh, we've hit a bit of a snag. Oh, that's a shame. I figured such a high-paying job you tried to get this done as quickly as possible. Well, we've encountered a personal matter. All right. Bit of context. Back when we were visiting my hometown, there was a tiefling that was infiltrating some ruins. Oh, that sounds terrible. Her name was Faithfulness. She was a purple-skinned tiefling. Okay, let me... uh, I'm sorry. I just... um... I appreciate the story. I appreciate... Why should I be concerned? We need some help with a quick investigation, but we don't want it to prevent us from leaving town. But it's very important, personally, to Scriv. We have reason to believe that there is another tiefling associated with the Shadow Wolves that's making an investigation into this tiefling's disappearance. If the Shadow Wolves are trying to break into reliquaries and other secured sites managed by the Church of Adar, that could be an issue. Well, that would be a concern, yes... It also means that if the relics go onto the secondary markets and into smuggling rings, that means that that's a lot of money going directly to the Shadow Wolf's pocket. More money for them means more influence for the organization as a whole. It could be a notable threat. But the reason we care, there's someone Scriv is acquainted with who seems to perhaps be caught up in this, and he would be loath to not do his due diligence. So you want me to make sure that your friend is not involved in this, or at least... If there is, she's is there not in any sort of trouble? Is that what I'm getting at? Please just, if you can make sure that my friend is safe, I'd appreciate it. Scriv, roll a persuasion check with advantage. A 19 on persuasion. Having more money in the Shadow Wolves' hands would be problematic. What is your friend's name? Orlay Silverbloom. Okay, um, you said there was a, another tiefling in town. Do you know the tiefling's name? My friend pronounced it as Demise. We have reason to believe it is instead Demise. Does this tiefling have a bit of an accent by any chance, and your friend doesn't quite get the difference? I don't know. I I think she might have. Okay. I'm just making assumptions based off of the fact that your friend might assume that a tiefling who says, Hi, my name is Demise, would think it sounds like Demise. If there was an accent involved, then at least, you know. That makes sense. Well... Can I assume then that if I make sure that this is taken care of for you, 
with all haste, you'll complete this job. Yes. Number one priority. I can't let a good friend of such a renowned cataclysm player get in any sort of trouble. I'll happily look into this for you. What sort of compensation are you looking for, Kanathar? Get your job done. Fast. That's fair enough. I will be off. Best of luck to all of you. Thank you again. His, like, demeanor of just, like, constantly jovial kind of drops slightly a little bit and goes, of course. Gets up and goes back. Yes, I am returning to the stage. Don't worry. I will play a fantastic tune for all of you. One moment. Do you feel better about that, Scriv? Yeah. So, Tony. Yes. We think it's a day's journey. You could just make it to Oakheart. Oh, let's do that. It would be night, but you can just make it to Oakheart. We leave right now. Yeah. You head out, go to leave the city. For the sake of brevity, you guys arrive at the gate to the city that heads out. They just do a once-over of your paperwork and ask, uh, they hoped you enjoyed your time in Orenthal. Just a general kind of, like, politeness question of where you headed. Oakheart. Are you remaining within the Empire? Yes. They allow all of you to pass because leaving Orenthal is nowhere near as big of a deal as entering it. I think we make a pretty speedy pace, wouldn't you guys say? If you go at fast pace, you can get there probably just as the sun is setting. Oh, yeah. Thank you, by the way, Belinda, for arranging that. I really appreciate it. No problem. I understand it's something that would, would weigh on you. And if we have someone that can help, we should just ask. And it looks like it worked out well. I think Kenthar will do the job. As long as we do ours. Well, we were committed already. Not just because of the pay. As the sun begins to set, after about an hour, you pull off the main road and begin to head to the southeast. Belinda, no need for survival checks because you know the Empire very well. You eventually start to see, a little ways off, in the slowly fading light, this tiny little town next to a small lake and filled with several small wooden buildings with simple thatched roof. Belinda, you recall that this is primarily just a farming town uh, with some fishing, but it sustains itself through like little tiny bits of trade to Orenthal. It's pretty rural, is what you're saying. It's extremely rural heading towards town. You see several people kind of heading home, wandering the streets, a few going to one of the larger buildings, a two-story building that's a little ways off. Looks pretty nice, well-lit from the inside. You notice lots of the lights. You hear a lot of just cheerful conversation going on. You see soft wooden planks and uh, well-crafted beams kind of make up most of the building's outer structure. There's no big, like, central landmark that says, hey, welcome to Oakart. I mean, just outside of this main building is a large circular open area. You see kind of like some stalls set up, but but no one's there. You see a lot of people moving about by the main building. It does say the Mean Lobster Inn, and towards the base of it, there is a t- small sign that says Welcome to Oakheart. Definitely less crowded than Orenthal, at least. You feel more comfortable here, Scriv? Yeah. I mean, it's no cave. I think I feel best in caves. As you guys are walking by, um, you notice the several townspeople kind of like look at you guys and do a friendly little wave as they go about their business. I wave enthusiastically. I guess this this inn looks like a good choice and we can start our uh, our investigations in the morning. Yeah. All right. Let's uh, head into the Mean Lobster Inn. I don't think there's lobster in this area. What the heck is a lobster? It's a sea creature. Oh, okay. But... I'm sure they had them at Auberon, but we didn't really eat anywhere, I guess, where they served it. I don't even understand half of the names of these shops. I always figured it was just named as to whatever sounded nice. Yeah. Does the sign look like a mean lobster, Tony? It's like this very large pincers, kind of like with the lobster shape up and it's facing downward with big open pincers. So it looks like a dead lobster. Yeah. It reminds me of a thing I saw in a cave once. It did not taste good. Well, I'm sure they'll find there's something here you would like to eat. Yeah. You want to go and check in? Yep. Let's head in. You guys walk in, and it is filled with people. You notice uh, the second floor to this structure seems to be supported by large, rounded wooden beams with several different candles kind of attached to the underside of them. The walls are littered with all sorts of memorabilia, like little knickknacks. You guys walk up. Um, you're in the main tavern area, but towards the back, you see kind of this general front counter combination bar looking spot. Behind it is a tabaxi, an older tabaxi, like long white fur, you notice uh, brown eyes. Uh, but one of the things that catches your attention is he's missing his right ear. It's a little bit kind of a round build. And he's like, 
Ah, my friends. Yes, please come into the Mean Lobster Inn. What can I get for you? Food, drink, a place to stay? All three, please. Very well. Can I have a name for the rooms, please? And how many rooms would you like? And how many nights? What do you charge? It's uh, two silver per room. Does that include the food and drink? One additional silver for the food and drink. I put down three silver immediately. I guess we can each get a room. Very well. So a room, one room for each of you. We don't have many staying at this time, so I have plenty of space available. Is there a time you usually do have a lot of people staying? During festivals, many people stay over here, but with Estalda being over, they are going back to their own homes. A lot of people like to come to Orenthal to enjoy the various festivals, but it is much more expensive to stay in town than it is to stay in Oakheart. I suppose that makes sense. Yeah, I guess we'll... You need names for the rooms? Uh, just at least one name to put this under. You can put under Belinda. Melinda, excellent. Well, please, uh, and he reaches kind of under the counter and pulls out three keys, hands them to each of you. Uh, your, all the rooms are upstairs. Please feel free. You'll have the room numbers attached to them. Oh, what was your name again? I am Curious Lord. A name given to me for I tend to be very curious as to the comings and goings of the various travelers here. I like to hear stories, and if you have any to share, we would love to hear some. Long look over to Akiva. Does the price include discretion? For the three silver? If you wish. I'm generally a curious sort, but if you wish to simply remain in your room for your time here, that is fine. I look at Scriv. Does Scriv look on board with staying in his room and not being social? Yes. I look over to Kiva. Well, I may actually have a couple stories for you. Excellent. If you have anything that you wish to part, we have many travelers, any gestures to the walls that leave little baubles and things of their travels as uh, a tribute of them staying here. Interesting. Please, feel free to settle into your rooms and come back and I'd happily uh, give you whatever food you require or drink, and we can share stories. What's that offer right now? Currently, we have this uh, tender chicken that we have baked and some smoked melon. Done. Uh, I suppose we'll just head upstairs and then come back down. As we're going, I'm like, Akiva, which stories are you sharing? Halfling Village. Totally fine. Cool. So, you guys just uh, go down, you share a couple of stories of the halfling village with curious lord i talk about just like some of the parties we had i guess like yeah like the weird little festival they would have in the village every week essentially i'll just uh, i'll bring up that i uh, along my travels i've come across this tuning fork which i have only recently just learned does not actually play any correct musical notes do you hit it yes i mean you find the note pleasant but it is not a pleasing sound to the general ears no Everyone else kind of like like looks a little bit uncomfortable with the sound. Oh, stop it! It's, no, it's it's fine. That is fascinating. It's eerie. Would you like to try it? It's discordant for some reason. But please, and he he gives it back to you. Yes, thank you. At the current point in time, I don't know what I'm gonna do with it. Honestly, I'm trying to learn music, and at the start, I use that to give myself a little bit of a a tune. But I, I assume I'm down here eating, just sort of spectating. Partly monitoring, just in case things go off the rails with Akiva. Is Scriv with us, or is Scriv upstairs? I'm probably in my room. Okay. I'll say, Akiva, uh, uh, you could uh, offer it here. Yeah. Would you, just for keepsake, you don't have to play it all the time. <laughs> ah, very well. It's fascinating little tuning fork. Thank you. Of course. Let's keep it as a curio. You said your name was Akiva? Yes. Puts it up on the wall and like marks a note underneath it that says "Gift of Akiva." At some point, I'll probably pull in over the side and just kind of be like, "So now that we're out of the city, I'm probably gonna try and check in with Umbra." Do you want to do that tonight, or do you want to wait till we kind of get the lay of the land here at Oakheart? Well, at the very least, tonight I was gonna see if my powers were any more responsive than they were in the city. Okay. Just summoning Lazarus, the mundane stuff. Maybe upstairs. There's a brief instant where, like, as you guys kind of huddle together, uh, Curious Lord kind of like. Like, wanted to join, but he's like, oh, private. Yeah. He'll move off. <laughs> yes, he's like, I'm aware that privacy is a concept. <laughs> I don't understand it. So yeah, let, let's head upstairs. Uh, thank you so much, Curious Lord, for the food. It was delicious. Of course. Please let me know if you wish to stay any additional nights. I am more than happy to accommodate. We can let you know tomorrow. We're kind of uh, seeing how much uh, we might have to do here in Oakheart before we continue on our journey. Perfect. Well, please feel free to stay as long as you wish. You are always welcome here. Thank you very much. All right, so we'll head upstairs, and I'm just gonna... Akiva, do you want me to just keep an eye on you? Yeah. Okay. I'll put it out there that, like, hey, um, I'm just checking in. I haven't heard from you in a bit. 
as you say that, you feel kind of this weight of tiredness course over you for a second before leaving. I will just be like, okay, I'm going to go into my trance and I'll see if he has anything to say. Linda, are you staying up for this? You can trance for up to four hours. You could be up for two of those hours, but... Okay. I mean, does anything happen in the two hours? After about an hour, as Akiva is in his trance, his eyes begin to twitch. As you are focused, you still sense Belinda is nearby, and then you hear, Akiva. Hi. Are you feeling any better? The last time we spoke, it seemed something was interfering with you. Felt as if I was having difficulty breathing there. A weight, a disconnect to you. Could have been because of just the city. I know it's a pretty magical place. They might have some wards in place. I believe they do against your home, particularly. My home? Some possible protections. Okay. You only hear a voice. You don't see him. Since we've been out, have you been feeling any strength return back to you? Since giving you the power to destroy that fell forged, I might have overexerted myself a bit. And I thank you for the amount of power you gave me. It was greatly appreciated and it came in handy. Good. I am glad that we continue to aid each other, Akiva. Yes. I've been giving thought to our situation slash relationship, and I don't see why it can't, as you say, be mutually beneficial. Excellent. I will be calling upon you soon. I believe I have sensed someone I wish for you to meet. I will keep an ear out for when you bring it up. One that was like you at one point. So you've had other posts, for lack of a better word? I've had others who have requested my power. This one, I am no longer fond of. Is this a, I need to take care of them sort of meeting? I don't think you'll have a problem with that, Akiva. I think you just need to make sure that you continue along your path. Thank you. That is the the general plan. I'm sorry. I'm really, I'm trying really, because last time we spoke, I'm trying really hard not to offend you here. That is fine, Akiva. It was a rather interesting conversation. Immediately after seeing those ruins and the weight they held. Have you been able to locate more of such ruins? We haven't in any specifics, but we have learned that there might be something going on with the information related to them, at least in this world. It seems somebody might be trying to decrease how widespread that information is. Someone searches to hold back knowledge. Interesting. Find these ruins, Akiva. And considering the path you are on, you will meet my former associate eventually. You will know what to do to him. Is there anything you can tell me about him that might help me prepare? Name? You already know his name. I do? Do you not recall? I despise the undead who serve him. Oh. Tenebris, Akiva, I need you to return my power to me, the one I gave to him. I don't think that's going to be a problem. Yeah, I think you're right about that. It seems uh, at the very least we're going to have a hand in stopping him or causing his demise. Excellent. That will be a great step in our relationship. I agree. I think it'd be a very good step. In addition, Akiva, he has an object I would like. A sword he wields. I want you to get it for me. I think anything relating to him we can try and procure at the very least. Keep it out of other people's hands. I do not like the word try, Akiva. It's a force of habit. I will ensure. Gather your allies. I would like to warn you, in uh, less than a ten day, we will be returning to the city. So if there's any way I can help alleviate the strain it puts on you, let me know. That is beyond what you can do for now. Don't worry. I will see if I can bestow more power upon you before you return to Orenthal. Thank you. As always, I always appreciate it. Absolutely, Akiva. The stronger you are, and the stronger allies you obtain the easier your next task for me will be. That sounds very good. 
I will go for now then. You should let Belinda sleep. And he fades. I assume I saw nothing. You saw way more eye twitching. Just constant like fluttering of his eyes. So if you open your eyes, I'm staring at you. Yeah, my eyes are probably open now. When Akiva's eyes open, they are briefly glowing red and then they go back to normal. Umber says you can go back to sleep now. There's no need to stay up. But on the plus side, he has a shared interest with us. He's very invested in Tenebris' demise. Did he mention anything else? Because it would return power to him. From Tenebris? Yes. Okay. That seems weird. I don't like this. At the very least, he's not asking me to, like, do anything to anybody that hasn't earned it. Tenebris, most definitely. But he's expecting you to meet up with Tenebris. I, I, th- I think it could be safely assumed that he wants us to deal with Tenebris, which you're already doing. No, no, we're helping the people that deal with Tenebris. Yeah, but wh- whatever we do will help towards that fact, and I think that's what he wants. <laughs> For me, I'm very concerned about the sword part. Yeah, uh, out of character, Tony, what what noteworthy swords have we heard about? You've seen his sword. Looks to be made of the skull, shoulders, and spinal column of some sort of humanoid being. Tenebris' sword. Tenebris' sword. Should we go get Scriv? If you think, we could always discuss it in the morning. He's had a bit of a long day, and I, I think it could be good for him to get some rest. We'll talk in the in the morning, then. I will go sleep. While she's leaving, I'm just going to snap my fingers. Lazarus appears. Yay! And I'll start petting him. Hello, buddy. Kiva, you finish your trance with Lazarus around this time. Kind of curled up around your neck. Rest of you, go to sleep and get a full night's rest. Wake up early. Knock on Akiva's door. Akiva, let's spar. Okay. Yeah, we'll go spar. Yeah, I want I want to get used to fighting somebody who doesn't actually know how to fight. So you guys go where? Is there like a backyard to this inn? <laughs> You're by a lake. Then we go we go fight by the lake. So you guys go out, you start to spar. Is his sword still the same way where it's like the sword is controlling how he fights? It seems like as if he just seems to move magically as you initially start the fight. However, you hear a voice call out, HALT YOUR COMBAT NOW! So before you see a female half-orc, kind of grayish skin, black hair, braided back as she's staring down at both of you a mace in hand i'll lower my weapon hi what are you doing here why is there fighting do i need to put you both in our jail no no no, no. it's just it's just it's just a sparring match and did you get the request of me to spar did you want to fight i didn't know we needed to but uh yeah we can get the request of you to spar in hindsight that doesn't quite work well, meanwhile, I'm going to be downstairs talking to Curious Lord and asking if uh, if he knows a, an old uh, contact of mine. Oh, and who is this? Imrodel. I don't know if you know her. No, the, the name doesn't ring a bell. No. She might have changed her name. Sorry, she's a half-elf like me. Nope. Uh, uh, no, I don't know. Uh, really? I just, you seem like you, someone who would really pick up on, you know, new faces around town. I feel I would remember a name like Imradel. It's a beautiful name. Could I help you remember in some way? Roll Persuasion. 22. And you see him like he's doing a quick look around to see who li- might be listening. Perhaps a, a bit of coin and then you could use that to purchase whatever it is you desire. But we're going to jump back away. Weapons down. Okay, I sheathe my weapon. No, down. I, I can't just leave my sword. I will take it for you. Don't worry. Okay. Just please take care of it. It was a gift from a friend. That's fine. And I just hand over a stone short sword. She takes it in her free hand and she puts her hand out for your kopesh. Yeah, fine. All right. So you hand it over and she just back to town. Let's go. You are heading towards uh, one of the buildings. It's opened up. I'll pull my ear and be like, so... We're being taken somewhere. <laughs> I would very much like to get breakfast, though. We'll feed you plenty. We'll jump back to Belinda. You know, only two silver for a night for some guests every so often isn't a lot. Yeah, I know, and it seems like you run a fine establishment. Perhaps a, a couple silver would, uh... I mean, if someone wanted to be extremely discreet here, they tend to go more in a higher price. I could ask someone else. 
Two silver seems very reasonable to me for simply confirmation of a location for a name that I can ask anyone else. I just wanted to come to you first because you seem like a sharp guy. Roll persuasion. 19. Room and board. Three silver. No, I think two silver is good. But about this point, you hear uh, Akiva's. So uh, we're being taken to some station office. You're nudged, by the way, when you start to say that. I'm going to be like, arrested? Okay, you buffer. Three silver, and you come help me get my friends out of whatever problem they've got themselves into, and you get a good story out of it. Deal. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man, this worked out better than I thought. He he talks to to one of the waiters, these guys. I just watch things while I leave. We'll follow you. You head outside. Roll perception. Eleven. Looking around, you don't. Do you, sorry, curious. Sorry, do you make curious for short? That's fine. Okay, curious. Uh, do you see them? Do I, what? Oh, your friends. Uh, let, let me see. It's like, uh, I believe our, uh, governess just pushed them into that jail. Let's go get them out of whatever mess. I'm sure it's some misunderstanding. They're relatively well behaved. So you make your way over. You two are being nudged into, you see a jail cell as you guys are being nudged towards uh, an open door, both of you to the same cell. I am not going towards an open jail cell. Excuse me. You were disrupting the peace of the town by fighting in the middle of the early morning while people are going about their business. There are more people in this room, by the way. There are guards here. Just a couple. I would like to point out that we weren't actually in town. You were disrupting the peace of the town. I need to ask why two people were suddenly fighting each other and get to the bottom of this and talk with both of you before I determine something. By about this point, Belinda arrives. (laughs) It was just a sparring match. Hello, excuse me, uh, governess? Yes. She stands up a little straighter. I hear you're, you know, in charge here in this town. Uh, Just wanted to thank you for your service. Of course, I apologize. I have two ruffians here who were trying to start a commotion on the edges of town. Commotion? It was a sparring match. There seems to be some sort of misunderstanding. Sorry, we're uh, we're travelers, different parts of the country. They weren't aware of your customs. Are you mercenaries? Well, I don't mercenaries. We tend to not focus on combat. Uh, we, we do a bit of work for hire, but um, no, we're just we're just passing through. Uh, try to look up an old friend. Well, even mercenaries have the at least request that they make some if they are sparring they make a request with me and my office before just going out into the streets on the edges of town and causing a commotion hold on hold on governess are you saying there's documentation that i can do there is always documentation we can't simply have someone sparring for no well why didn't you say that how am i supposed to know that you're not trying to kill each other Oh my goodness, this makes so much more sense. Hold on, I'm gonna, I'm gonna gently push the governess aside, go over to the guards. By the way, and say, you put a hand on her and you feel two arms grip yours real tight. Uh, sorry, uh, my, my friend uh, specializes, uh, he's a scrivener, sorry. So he is happy to fill out any paperwork in triplicate that you require. Yeah, we came in really late. Can you please let go of my arm? You are very strong. Ow. Belinda roll persuasion with advantage. 20 totals. She releases her hold on Scriff. Oh, jeez, I shake that arm. It's sore. Can we spar later? You're really strong. She just stares you down. I'm gonna go and do that paperwork. I go over to one of the nameless guards. And he just points to a desk. Thank you. Oh, it's a desk, too. We can make this simple. It's just a silver for the fine for not filing the paperwork ahead of time. I'm gonna look at both of... Akiva, it's gonna be like, I think that's reasonable. Yes. Next time, ask the authorities in whatever town you're visiting to see if it's okay. I apologize, we've been to many other towns recently, and there's never been an issue with it, so we had assumed the same. I think what he's trying to say is most towns just don't have the same order and structure that you've really put in place here. Stands up straighter again. Thank you, it's nice. Uh, my sincerest apologies. Uh, I apologize, you've come to Oakheart simply last night and had to deal with such things. Real Nalambar, and she bows. Governess Nalambar, uh, no, we're so grateful to be in your town, and as you can see, uh, you know, Scriff here has got that paperwork almost ready now. Yes, he writes rather quickly. Working on the third copy now. I venture to, to Curious. Does this satisfy our agreement? Fantastic story. Spend some time around. Come by back around noon. And you may have a friend around. Okay, that sounds fair. I'm gonna look back 
What does Akiva's demeanor look like at the moment? Does he look like chastened or like rebellious? Cause Scriv is like, thank goodness it's just paperwork. Man, he's just confused. This hasn't really happened before. I have since filled out the paperwork and have borrowed some extra paper so I can draft out a formal letter of challenge to the governess so that I can- You wanna fight her? I wanna spar with her. She seems super strong. I am gonna chat with her. Say, you really have a lot more procedure in place than most towns of this size. That's very intriguing. Well, we are not as large as any of the other towns in the area. We are not as grand as Mandeville or as touristy as Veripol to the east, but we try to maintain some semblance of order here, especially being so close to the capital city. We have to have some pride. Yes, are, are you from here originally? Your perspective seems to really be that indicative of someone who spent a lot of time in a larger city. Well, I grew up in Orenthal, and when the opportunity presented itself, I found a position that I could come here and help to maintain things, perhaps build up the town a bit. How long have you been stationed here? Oh, for the past couple of years, I would say. It's very interesting. I would ask what drew you here, but I'm sure you couldn't tell me. Well, a small town like this has plenty of potential. I've heard great stories of small towns becoming much larger and much more well-known, and perhaps I can do some good here. Elle sounds like you're rather ambitious. Well, I do what I can. No shame in that. I didn't get your name. Belinda Walsingham. Akiva Kanju. over the trip. She, she hears both of you, but her eyes never leave Belinda. Relation? Oh, my mother. I sincerely apologize, Miss Walsingham, for... Well, you understand, of course, why I had to apprehend your associates here. Forms are done. I think this was a very valuable experience. Excellent. Okay, good. I wouldn't want to upset your mother. She is someone I strive to be like and emulate. She has done wonders for the city. You're doing a good job so far. She gives you a little bit of, like, a side-eye, like she's wondering if you're joking. Sorry, uh, I'm actually here trying to look up an old contact. Perhaps I can help them. She looks over at Curious. I believe you have an in to run, Curious. It's like, ah, uh, my apologies, I will, I will go. Um, all right, and he walks away. Yes, I spoke to Curious about this, but I wouldn't want to cause any sort of disruption in process. Well, uh, perhaps I can help and assist you in some way. Is there someone that you know is here? I'm going to give her like a, like a knowing nod. She'll look at the uh, other two guards in the room and they'll just shrug and start to file past you and outside. Well, uh, I assume you're looking for that strange half-elf that's been around. You could say that, yeah. Keeps to herself, always goes to the mean lobster for meals. Usually an early supper and uh, sometime around noon. But for the most part, she leaves and basically tries to remain invisible. I don't see what she does around town, but she definitely is staying somewhere around town. Yes, I had a little bit of information, but I thought you might have some insight into why she's here, given your position. You seem to be attentive. My other guards have heard what sounds like gears turning. Like some of those mechanized things that are over in Orenthal. That's very interesting. So, you, But you don't have any further insight into what's going on. Just some things that have been noticed. The rumor is that she is making something secretive for the Empire. I don't know what, but I have suspicions she might be trying to build something in one of the basements of someone's home here. Any idea who she associates with? I've only ever seen her spend a lot of time over at the Mean Lobster. She talks to Curious. I have suspicions she might have paid him to keep some things quiet, but... I wouldn't know about that. Are we all set here for now? Well, I mean, and she takes the paperwork from Yuscriv and starts... With my signature, everything looks to be in order, and she starts to sign. Hands you a copy, and a copy to Akiva. I would like once again to say, I'm sorry, we didn't know the procedure. If we had, I can guarantee you we would have followed it. Yes, hopefully next time you will come see me before deciding to cause a ruckus. Yes, ma'am. Thank you. Can we have our weapons back? Oh, yes. And she takes them out of her belt and hands them to each of you. These are very strange weapons. 
looks to be made of stone, but is as sharp as steel, and I've never seen a blade like this. Looks at you, Akiva. It's an old family heirloom. And mine was a gift. Oh, also, I want to provide that letter a challenge. We'll talk later. And she tucks it and puts it back on her desk. Sorry, do you get challenged often? From people who think they are such tough, big, manly men, usually. Well, that's Scriv in a nutshell. I think his interest seems to be more academic. How does she fight? All right. Well, I think we'll, uh, sorry, we'll go about our day. Thank you for your time and your service. Uh, Appreciate it. Thank you. Well, please, uh, I hope you, this does not soil your image of our town. Yeah. In the end, it was our fault. It's not a problem. Thank you. I appreciate you accepting responsibility for your actions. If there's nothing else. You have business to attend to, I'm sure. We should be on our way. She will gesture you out the door. So you guys are outside. As soon as you step out, her two other guards turn to look at you, peek inside and walk in, and you are left outside. Well, that was fun. I checked the paperwork. Does this allow us to spar within the city limits? You're allowed to spar today within the city limits. It is a one-day permit. Well, I guess you guys really want to spar, so... Later today, probably. We want to track down this person, right? Kyria said we could expect her to be at the Bean Lobster at lunchtime, so we do have some time. You want to take a look around this, the town? Yes, I would like to take a look around the town for somewhere that has a basement. Breakfast would be good, too. Oh, I ate. I, I'm sorry. We can probably grab some fruit on the way from one of the vendors and just take a look. No one's set up yet. You guys usually, like, as soon as the sun begins to rise, go out and spar. You want to go spar on the lake? You see, actually, you look over at the lake, you see a lot of people fishing. You could get some fresh fish. If you guys wait a little bit, eventually you'll see some of the, uh, the people start to come in with a small net that has a few fish in it, and they start to head up to one of the stalls and start setting up. Uh, you see them starting to fillet some of the fish already, and you can go and purchase fish from them because that seems to be what they mostly sell in this little marketplace is just fish. Like, are you buying raw fish? Yes, you are buying raw fish. Okay. He buys the fish and he just starts eating it. Just raw? You get a weird look from the person you bought it from. Just goes about. It's just two copper. Okay. Tony, meanwhile, while they're doing that, I want to just walk around town because it's not very big and scout how many places look like they could have a basement that would be large enough to create large mechanized creatures. Roll an investigation check. 13. Looking around town, I mean, it seems like there might there's a couple of larger houses that look like they may have a basement based off of just quick scans looking around. Uh, the inn would probably have a basement or a cellar. There were two houses closer to like the outskirts of town that are larger and might have someone like a little more well off in them compared to the rest of town. All right, I tried to catch them. I said, sorry, do you know who owns that lovely home there? That's uh, the Ellen Deer family. Ah. Yeah. Um, they use it to come here to just kind of relax occasionally. Okay, I have the place. You guys have fish. We are being very productive all around. <laughs> I guess we'll head back to the Mead Lobster, eventually meet there for lunchtime to see if she shows up. Otherwise, I know where to go now. We could use the free time we have to actually spar. Might as well get our mileage out of these permits. Yeah. You guys continue to spar and are allowed to, though at one point one of the guards comes over and looks over at you, but you recognize him and he recognizes you. Permit. Nods, watches for another minute or so before going off to basically he's making sure not killing each other, not hurting anyone. Alright, he moves off. Okay. So don't you like get tired having that thing wave you around? When are you gonna actually like Okay, I, I understand it appears as if it's waving around. It's more I kind of want it to move a certain way and it kinda just does. Well, hold on, is it just for that thing? Every morning I have to kind of sit down and just contemplate on this as being my relation to Umbra. So I couldn't use it. You could use it as a Kopesh. May I? Sure. Flip it over to him. Do you take the sword? Yeah. Will a wisdom save. That is a six. Scriv, you grip the blade. All you can see in your vision is darkness and bright red eyes that says, release me. You take four points of psychic damage and are frightened. Uh. You okay? No. No. What happened? Well, eyes. Just eyes. So Umber's got got red eyes like you, right? Were they glowing? 
Yeah, they were glowy. Oh, I'm gonna hear about this later. Let's not do that again. She seemed fine when I gave her my weapon. I'm sorry. I didn't know that was gonna happen. I figured it all is held within me now. Is it just like that all the time? Dark and eyes just watching you constantly over your shoulder? I mean, I don't notice it. It's mostly dark when I talk to him, but that's about... The frightened disappears after a minute. Yeah, it's, I'm, I'm better. I'm good. I'm here, and there are no eyes, and it is not dark. It is, it is sunlight. I'm gonna put this away now. Are you okay? There's like a small trickle of blood that drops from his nose. It wasn't me, I swear. Take a deep breath, use my second wind. Oh man, I'm gonna hear about this later. So now we know. Yeah, I'm gonna try and refrain from letting anybody other than me touch this now. It seems like touching it's not a problem. The governess held it. Maybe it's wielding it that's the problem. I hadn't started fighting or anything. But you were intending to. That could make some sense. Because she was just trying to collect it. Would it be worth asking? I'll, I'll put it out there. I'm really sorry. I didn't know that was a big do not. Roll charisma. Ten. You just get a sensation of just later. Okay. Seems like a, a logical end to the to the sparring. Yep, I'm good with that. Let's go see if we could beat up at the I mean, lobster. Get some actual progress on our quest. And that is where we're going to leave this episode for today. Thank you all for listening. Please share this with your friends and follow us on Twitter at Rules as Written, or check out our website at dndraw.com. And feel free to email any questions to the DM at dm at dndraw.com. Also, subscribe and leave us a review or comment anywhere podcasts are found. And please check out our Patreon at patreon.com slash dndraw. Until next time. 